Welcome to the Expert Speak Podcast with Michael DeLon. Each episode features a leading expert who shares helpful insights, practical tips, and memorable stories that will inspire you, educate you, and help you enjoy more success, freedom, and purpose in your life. For the next few minutes, enjoy listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. And welcome to another episode of Experts Speak. I'm Michael DeLon. Today, I'm talking with Randy Crane. Randy is the fearless marketer. Randy, thanks for squeezing me into your calendar today. My pleasure, Michael. This is awesome. It is going to be lots of fun because Randy and I are, um, well, we, we are two peas in the same pod in a lot of ways in that our beliefs, our principles around marketing things are very similar. Randy, well, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm not going to give it all away, Randy. You're a marketer extraordinaire. You've been doing it for a long time, helping business owners and things. Um, tell us, tell me, how did you get started doing what you do today? Well, you know what? It's, it's, it's really kind of strange. And, you know, it, it's funny, Michael, you know that, uh, you know, I, I've been, uh, I've been preaching marketing since, uh, you know, for the last 40 years and most, and, based on emotional marketing. And I was preaching emotional marketing when emotional marketing wasn't even cool, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, but how I got into it, it was really kind of a, kind of a strange story. My, my father was a tool salesman. So he would go and uh, every day he would go out and sell tools to mechanics and, and, and uh, you know, uh, motorcycle shops and motorcycle gangs. I mean, he did it all. And, um, I would follow, I would go with him as a little boy and I would go with him. And the one thing I would notice about my dad was, that, you know what? He did whatever he had to do to make the sale. And, and when I said, when I say that, he was very connected with mm-hmm. his people, with his customers. He was very friendly. He was very kind. You know, if somebody couldn't afford a tool, well, you know what? My dad would turn around and put it down in his notebook and then he would, uh, say, hey, listen, I'll catch you next time around or I'll kill you in a couple of weeks when you get paid. My dad was great that way. Yeah. And, you know, his customers stayed with him for years. And my father died in 1960, sorry, 1979. And um, at his funeral, there were all his customers. Hmm. And, oh, cool. and, and, and I remember thinking about that. And, you know, I also grew up in the church, so you know, going, uh, going to church on Sundays with my mother and, and, and that type of thing. And, and um, so I became very close with the church as well. Matter of fact, I, uh, uh, I was going to become a priest. Mm-hmm. And without going into a whole lot of detail about that, because that's a story for another podcast, okay? <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, the, the whole idea was, because I always figured that, you know, my dad was a great salesperson, great marketer. Um, I figured the the church is probably the best marketing program in the world. Yeah. Okay, to get into and um, so long story short, I uh, that didn't work out for a variety of reasons, and uh, I decided to spend the next portion of my life figuring out what I wanted to do. And uh, I um, uh, it all started actually when I got my first job out of school, and I uh, went to work for a. Um, uh, a broker, uh, a stock brokerage firm, and um, kind of a funny story that goes along with this. But uh, yeah, anyways, I went to work for a stock brokerage firm. They were a, a 
an offshoot of Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. Anyways, in the beginning of the in the uh, beginning when I started there, they were paying you like minimum wage. I think I was getting like five bucks an hour or something. And um, they would they would bring you into a classroom, and there'd be a guy up at the front. And he would show you how to make phone calls. So he would get on there with his hand and he would do this, right? He'd say, uh, "Hello, Mr. Jones. How are you today? My name is so and so." from uh, Goldman Sachs and blah, 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 blah. This is what we do. And he would answer objections and everything else to people that weren't even on the phone. Like nobody's on his hand, right? Anyway, so about 10 o'clock, we'd hear this uh, this bell ring, okay? And everybody would go back to the desk. And um, when uh, on my desk was a uh, piece of paper, or sorry, a page taken out of the, uh, uh, the white pages, and there was a black magic marker, and there was a rotary, rotary dial steel phone yep. desk. And of course, we had to start, you know, dial the number, dial the number. And you know what happens when you make oh, yeah. a mistake. You got to start it all oh, over right. again. Yep. Anyway, um, so we would do this all day long. And meanwhile, there's a guy walking around the floor, and he was the floor manager. The floor manager would turn around and say, Great, get on the calls, get on the calls. You're not making any money sitting there, you know. And this is what he would do to everybody. It was just absolutely terrible. And, you know, the one thing I've learned is that, you know, nothing will suck the life out of you faster than working with people that you don't like. Absolutely. So anyways, long story short, moving along, he, um, um, I get this little old lady on the phone. You know, she was so nice. And she's, you know, I gave her my pitch. And she said, oh, you know, dear, I can't really afford to do any investing right now. I said, no, no, that's okay. No problem. Anyways, the floor manager comes over to me. He goes, what's the matter with you? Didn't you close her? And I said, yeah, well, but she didn't have any money. Don't worry about that. Close her anyway. Something's better than nothing. You know? Anyway, I um, this went on for months, like three months long. And I, at the time, I couldn't afford to get rid of the job. Yeah. So I had to stick with it. So this goes on and on and on all the time. And after a while, um, I get a guy on the phone and we got into a conversation. He told me about his wife and his kids and his life and his, his business. You know what? He was a really nice guy. And um, I sold him for $150,000 investment. Now, rightless and not, I hadn't sold anything up to this point. So mm. this is three months down the road. Anyway, um, so the floor manager comes over, he says to me, what clothes did you use to close this guy? I said, well, they didn't. He said, did you hammer him hard? I said, no. I said, you know what? I listened to him. I listened to him talk. You know, I put compassion behind it. I put a little empathy behind it. He says, oh, people don't buy for that. You just got lucky. It got me thinking, you know what? I've been doing it your way for like three months. I've gotten nothing. I'm going to do it my way. And I sold the first deal. And I knew then it, it, things started triggering with me. But, you know, I remember my dad and how he was with his customers and how I was with this guy, that emotions are what sells the deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from then on, that's just what I did. I, I mean, you know, I went to work for a couple of major corporations and, uh, you know, I got hired by the president of the and when they fired him, they got rid of me. 
and uh, didn't like that feeling. That happened to me twice. Yep. And then after that, I just decided if I'm going to get canned, well, it better be at my own hand. That's right. I'm so going to do it myself. I'm, I'm going to do, do it myself. Absolutely. So um, from about 1990, I've been on my own. Okay. And just been working with small to medium-sized companies ever since. Cool. Well, let, let's dive into a little bit um, in the time that we have left on um, emotional marketing from a small business perspective. Why is it so important? And, and what are some little steps that a, a listener could take to start moving their marketing, their message? I know you're a big, big fan of consistent messaging that, that is emotional, that yeah. connects. Let's talk about that from a from a small business standpoint. Why, why is it so important? And, and what are some, some basic fundamental steps? You know what? Some, you know, some tips that I would give is this. Um, people buy from who they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. And as a matter of fact, it's a well-known fact. Okay. Um, if they don't know you, they're not going to buy from you. If they don't like you, I promise you, they're not going to buy from you. But if they trust you, if they trust you, they will buy everything. Yeah. So, this is all about connection. And, you know, it, you know, we, you and I, Michael, we've talked about this a little bit um, about how to reach broader audiences. And, yeah. You know, it, it's all well and good if you're working for Budweiser. It's great if you're working for, uh, you know, Walmart. You can reach a broader audience because, of course, there's the budget to do so. For a small business, it's one and you know what? Don't worry about selling to millions of people. Sell them to get one customer that will buy from you and build that relationship one customer at a time. And you know what? People in business, and, I, and I, I've experienced this many times over the years, you know, everybody wants everything yesterday. Yeah. Um, you, you didn't marry your wife in one day. You didn't have a child in one day. You didn't buy a dog in one day. Okay. Life doesn't work that way. So my suggestion is to build your customers and do the best you can do with that customer. The other thing that I would also um, mention as well is be empathetic. Yeah. Be empathetic. Be compassionate not everybody is going to buy from you today. That's right. Some of those people are going to buy from you a month from now, some people three months from now, some people a year from now. Be compassionate with them. Yeah. Give them the time. Yeah. Okay. Right. To get to know you and who you are. Well, and that comes to the principle that you talk about is what I, as I phrase it, is consistency over time. Oh, yeah. And I, th I think one thing that um, a lot of business owners fail in, Randy, is, is, they're always going after the, after the today buyer. The today buyer is less than 3% of any market. It's yeah. always that long tail of somebody who's good. I just, I just got off a sales call this morning. She's like, I love this idea. I need a few months. I said, great. So we booked a call in August. But you know yeah. what? That's okay because I'm going to need clients in August as much as I need them today. I need customers in August too. It's okay because I know that with the follow-up, with staying in touch, with building into her, serving her, caring for her, when August comes, 
will be that much closer. So talk about the consistency over time aspect of. You know what? What you're saying is absolutely correct. Less than 3% are going to buy today. Now, those aren't my numbers. Those aren't your numbers. Those oh. are Microsoft numbers. Those are Apple's numbers. Those are Amazon's numbers. They're Walmart's numbers. They're everybody's numbers. And, you know, it's funny. I used to run a telemarketing room years ago. And I used to base it on the on the principle of three of the three percent. Yeah. Okay. So I would say, listen, if you're making phone calls, twenty percent of the people are going to pick up the phone. Out of those twenty percent, twenty percent are going to do something. They're going to say uh, they they might say they're interested. They might say send me some information. Whatever the case is, twenty percent of those are going to move forward. Okay, twenty mm percent -hmm. of those are actually going to buy, and at the end of the day, it works out to about three percent, three out of every hundred that you actually connect. So, that being said, the lion's share is going to be the nurturing customer. Right now, the nurturing customer is going to be the most important one because that's going to be over a period of time. Okay. Yep. But it those customers have to be maintained. And if you're trying to do it manually, good luck. Yeah, It's just not going to happen. So what I've done in my experience is that what I've done is I've automated that process. Mm -hmm. I make sure that everybody gets an email from me a couple of times a week. I make sure that my name is in social media and my name is out in front of them all the time. Okay, so that when they think marketing, when they think sales, they think, oh, my God, I got to call the fearless. Yep. Now, with respect to what you're saying, it's very true because I have customer, my customers tend to stick around. Yeah. Okay. Um, my oldest customer has been with me since 1998. And I've worked with him pretty much every month since. I have customers from 2005, 2006. 2008. Okay. I don't necessarily go out looking for customers because my customers are already here. Right. But it's because of the attention that I give them the attention to detail and, and being honest with them. So when I, uh, a client comes up and they say, you know, I came up with this great new post. Okay. For Facebook, what do you think? And then I tell them what I think. Yeah. Okay. The most important thing is your integrity. Yeah. Okay. And don't make it about the money. Never make it about the money. Everybody gets caught up in this. You know, money is a transient thing. It comes into this hand, it goes to this hand, and then it goes out the door. And my world is the same as your world, is the same as yep. everybody else. The most important thing, if, if you know that that is true, now you can focus on the relationship yeah, and building that relationship with your customer base. And, and speaking of relationships, one of, the, one of the ways we really build relationships, and I know you talk about this a lot, is, is through storytelling. And okay. when, I, when I meet business owners, most of them, they all have a story. Most of them aren't telling it in their marketing. Help us with that. How, why is that so important? Because what happens is, in storytelling, this goes back to thousands of years. You know, when we were all sitting around the fire uh, telling stories, 
you know, when you were a Boy Scout and, or a Girl Scout and you went to camp and you'd sit around and you'd tell stories and sing songs. Stories are the, is, is like the glue that connects you to me. Yeah. It's the glue that connects your client to you. Okay. I tell my story all the time. And, and it's funny because I tell the story differently, same story, just different ways. Um, I've had 64 years of practicing. So um, the most important, because everybody's different. You know, some people relate to my, uh, uh, my story about my dad. Some people relate to my story about, you know, the, uh, my first job. Some will relate to my story about, about being a priest. Um, they're all different aspects of the same story. So what happens is every customer identifies with your story. Yeah. Okay. So it's your story is the glue that glues that person to you. You know, I still have customers from 20, 30 years ago that say to me, you know what, Randy, tell me about your priest story again. I love that story, you know. Yeah. Um, and I tell that story again. And you see, it's the glue that glues that person to you. Right. If you're not telling a story, man, you're missing the boat. Yeah. Okay. Because you know what, every sales call you go to, somebody's going to say, Tell me about yourself. Tell me about yeah. you. Okay. Well, and that's and and it's hard. I find it's hard for the individual business owner to find their story and tell it. And that's that's one one thing Randy can help you do is we we all need an outside perspective. Randy, I, I tell people all the time, I'm you know I'm a marketing guy. I get marketing, but I've got three marketing coaches that look at my business because yeah. I'm too close to it to really see it the way. And that's why people need somebody like you to help, right? Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's interesting, too, you know, and just with respect to that, you know, I, I remember back in the 80s, you know, people would say, um, you know what, Michael, it's not personal, it's just business. Yeah. Okay, what a stupid thing to say. <laughs> okay, it's like the dumbest words that ever came out of anybody's mouth. But I think it was probably coded on television. Right. But it was adapted. It was, sorry, adopted back in the 80s. And um, people still use it today. But it is, it's the dumbest thing because humans connect with other humans, okay? That's how you make a sale. That's how you make connections. It's the emotions that drive the sale. It's the emotions that drive the relationship. There is no logic in Human right. beings are not capable of logic. Yeah. Human beings are capable of emotional decisions. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, just for your audience, you know, I want to prove that statement. I went to the store one time and I bought home, brought home these big speakers. Okay. Wanted them for months. Finally saved up all the money for the speakers. Went home, got, went to the Best Buy. I think I bought them where they, they had them, brought them home and put them on my counter. So proud of these speakers, spent all this money on them. And then I looked at the receipt. And then I started thinking, do I really need these speakers? Do I really want them that bad? Oh my God, I've got other bills that need to be paid. 
blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I end up throwing the speakers back into my car, driving them all the way back to the store, get my money back and come and feeling perfectly crappy about myself. Yeah. Doing it. You see, the most important thing here is the fact that emotions come first. Yep. It's the emotions that drive our decisions. That's right. Nothing more. That's right. It, and, it, and, it, and that plays a role in everything we do. Yeah. Everything we do. So emotion must come first. And it has to come first yes. in how you speak about your, your offering, how you serve people, how you make your offers, how you do follow-up, how you do messaging, every, everything is emotional. Um, and it's not, and, and I, I think we've got to make sure people understand when we say emotional, we don't mean everything has to be rah, rah, me. No, 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 no. It's, it's tapping into those desires, those felt needs. The, I mean, I, I talk to people all the time and it's like, why are people spending tens of thousands of dollars to drive a, a Tesla? Oh, when yeah. a VW bug would do just as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's emotion. And it when, once we buy into it, then the logic comes in to justify what I want to do. And that's okay. That's how everybody makes every decision. You just can help people, business owners, see that emotional aspect in their world. And just by changing the messaging to be more emotional can help them increase their sales. Oh, it, it, when you go from a logistical, logical process to an emotional process, you'll see changes in your sales numbers immediately. Yeah. Now, I would like to give your, your audience, you know, a, a simple system that they can use. Sure, that'd be great. I do. I, you know, anytime I take on a marketing campaign, I always take out a, a piece of white paper. Okay. And I and I write stuff down because something happens when you actually write something down as opposed to putting it on your computer. So I draw a line down the center of the page. On one side, I recognize the problems. Mm -hmm. On the other side, I recognize the solutions. Mm. So what I do is I want, you know, the word entrepreneur comes from a French word, and the, basically what it means is um, the, the word entrepreneur means to um, take somebody else's problems and make them your own. Okay. Okay. So I, what I want to do is I want to identify what the problems are associated with the customer. Okay. Right. And, and what I, when I say that, um, I have a dishwasher that doesn't work. Okay. Well, my dishwasher's not working. Okay. So what are the solutions? So problem versus solution. So whatever the problem is, now I draw a sidebar and I write all of the emotions that go along with the problem. Now, one thing that everybody has to realize is that everybody has two things in their life that they want to be. Every human on the planet wants to be. Mm, yep. The problem with that scenario is some people are happy in their own misery. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to number two. Every single person on the planet, every single one, is connected emotionally to their own problems. Mm. Interesting. What is the problem? How does that make you feel? 
you know, I gave a, I, I gave an example, I'll just give it to you. You know, have you ever run for the bus? Oh yeah. Okay. And you can see the door is starting to close and you're going, hey, hey, wait for me, wait for me. And the guy takes off. How does that make you feel? Terrible, lonely. Right, he's upset, angry. Okay, these are the emotions. Yeah. On the opposite side, on the opposite side, what are the solutions? Mm -hmm. Okay. And what are the emotions in there? How do you feel after? So what do the problems make you feel like? What do the solutions make you feel like? And if you can identify that, yeah. now you can start creating marketing. That's good. That's good. How, how do you, um, what, are, what are some steps you take to work with business owners? I'm sure some, some people in my audience were sitting up there going, you know, I've heard this for months from Michael. Randy's saying it in a different way. How do you help people um, take that first next step with you? You know what? Marketing shouldn't be a uh, a billion dollar uh, exercise. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm a big believer in baby steps. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's get your website fixed up. Let's get your, uh, your social media fixed Let's, uh, you know, write a script for your for your salespeople to use. Okay, let's do something simple, something that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. Okay, mm -hmm. and I think that's really the most important thing. You know, as a marketer, um, I believe in the service that you provide. Okay, not the money that you make. So a customer comes to me and they'll say, well, listen, you know, I don't know what to do. I say, well, great. You know what? Let's, let's sit down. Let's analyze what you got. And let's change one thing. Let's do one small thing that's going to move you a baby step forward so that you can feel more comfortable about making the steps that you're making going further. So normally what I'll do is I'll change something like their website or I'll change a, a sales funnel or a script or whatever the case is. And I'll give him some time to execute. You know, a um, friend of mine, uh, uh, Billy Jean, I'm sure you know Billy. And, um, you know, he always says, you know, that uh, there's no great ideas. There's only great execution. Mm. One of the biggest problems in marketing today is uh, the lack of execution. Okay. You know what? Like I said, change something small. Call yeah. me and say, hey, listen, Randy, I don't know what to do. You know, would you mind sitting down with me for 15, 20 minutes or an hour? Uh, and, and I'll do it. And we'll look at your business. Yeah. Uh, if I can help you, great. That's good. And and that that in and of itself is a great offer. Where I mean, we you and I, dude, we could talk for the next five hours about oh, this because easy. it's because we're, we're both really passionate about it. We understand it and we can help people. How would somebody, where would they go to connect with you? If they're sitting there going, you know, I'd like to have that 15, 20 minute call. I'd like to just, where do they go? How do they find you? Okay. So they can go to my website, which is www.fearlessmarketer.com. Um, you can email me at randy at fearlessmarketer.com. Um, you can go to any of my social channels. I think I'm on, yeah. you know, Facebook Everything. and 
I'm on it. I'm on at least six. It just type in fearless marketer or Randy cream. You'll find me. And, um, or you can pick up the phone and call me. Just yeah. call me. Okay. Yeah. If you send me an email or send me a post, I do answer every yeah. email, every post. That's awesome. So, and, and that's important to hear because he's relational. He's going to connect with you. You reach out to him. You're going to have a great conversation. And as you can tell from this conversation, Randy's very, very high pressure. It goes all the way back to, to when he was on the phones dialing for dollars. Yeah, right. Talk to him. He is more concerned about you and your message and your business than you are probably. Um, so reach out. It's fearlessmarketer.com, which is really a great domain. Thank and you. Re look, look at what he does there. Have a call with him. And just start the conversation around how he can help you insert some emotion into your messaging to connect at a deeper level with your audience. That in and of itself is going to help your sales go up. You're going to, you're going to gain more clients, and then he's going to help you just change little things at a time all around who you are so that people learn to trust you as a business owner. That's Randy's expertise. So reach out to him, fearlessmarketer.com. I'm going to grab that information. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you can uh, come back and get it if you're out walking the dog or exercising or whatever. Um, but it is really an easy domain, fearlessmarketer.com. Uh, that, that is Randy Crane. Randy, thank you for being here. I, you, you do so much good in the world and helping business owners really insert emotion into their message. I Michael, thanks so much for having me. I'd love to come back on the show again. Yep, you are good, brother. We'll, we'll take care. Thanks for listening to Experts Speak. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to Experts Speak with Michael DeLon. If what you've heard today was helpful to you, reach out to our expert guest and see how they can serve you to bring you more success, freedom, and purpose in your life.